Welcome to the E Off of Live podcast. This is episode two. I'm your host, Ebenezer Frimpong. Now, something I forgot to mention in the first episode is I don't know what this podcast is going to be about. It's not a niche down podcast. It's not a business podcast. It's not an anything podcast. It's a podcast where the episodes are just going to be me talking about whatever I want to talk about, right? Um, sometimes I might talk about things that I might have came across that I just have an opinion on, and I'll talk about it. Sometimes I'll talk about what I'm known for, because most of my audience is going to come from YouTube, where I talk about business and e-commerce. So I'm going to have some business and e-commerce um, episodes, Shopify episodes as well. But the entire channel is not circled or centered around that, um, like my YouTube channel is. Right? It's going to be. It's not going to be just financial content or um, that type of content that if you're coming from YouTube, you're used to. So I just want to put that out there. Um, now, today's episode is really just um, me voicing some thoughts, right? Frequently on social media, you see a lot of a lot of people talk about, you know, being being a sister but acting as a mother to their siblings, right? And I just want to talk about that same thing, but from a guy's perspective, right? Being a brother but acting as a, a dad to your siblings. So let's start it off with a story. My sophomore year in my sophomore year in high school, I had a teacher, a science teacher. Let's call him Mr. H. Now, Mr. H, frankly, to me, he was a dickhead. To everyone else, he was a dickhead as well. Um, never in my four years of high school, never did I see him in the hallway smiling. Um, he never, uh, a lot of the teachers had their own like click. I never saw him hang out with any of the teachers. He was always by himself, like super, super strict dude. Um, was not a big fan of him. No one really was, right? He, he's a dick. Also, one day, my, my thoughts about his personality kind of changed, and I kind of began to start understanding him a bit more. So we had a substitute for his class one day. And it turns out the substitute was... Mr. H's science teacher when he was in school. And he basically said, you know, I know you guys probably think Mr. H is mean, he's this, he's that. But be easy on him. He's been through a lot. You know, when he was young, his dad passed away, um, which made him the man of the house at a very early age, very young age. Um, he had to care for his siblings and care for his mother, right? And he just, he put his happiness, his aspirations, his dreams in the backseat and put his siblings and his mother first for anything. It didn't matter what it was. And it kind of took a toll on him, right? Um, you know, he had to essentially save his family, but no one ever saved him. So a big, a big example of that is he wanted to be um, a meteorologist in New York. 
That was like his dream job, you know? After college, he gets the opportunity to chase that dream, to become a meteorologist in New York on TV, right? Everything he's ever wanted. He'll be happy, yada, yada, yada. And his mother gets sick, right? Keep in mind, he's the oldest one. He leaves college. He finishes college and graduates. Comes back home to take care of his mother. Um, that way his siblings can, you know, go chase their dreams, go go to college, do whatever they got to do, and he'll be there to make sure his mom was okay, right? So the opportunity to go to New York and become a meteorologist, even though it was there, he was never able to accept that opportunity and grasp it. And he became, ended up becoming a high school science teacher ever since, right? He's even, even, um, even in high school, one, on days that he wasn't there, he was doing something for his family. He was just making sure they were okay. Um, and honestly, it looks like his personality and the way he is, is just someone that's burning with some type of animosity, right? He, he holds something. He's, it seems like he's upset that he never got to chase his dreams and it, it shows up visibly in his personality. Now, the reason why I'm telling you the story is it kind of relates to me. So in 2012, I was a freshman in high school, and I essentially became the man of the house. Now, at the time, I didn't know that that's what was happening, right? I was just, you know, just going through life. Um, but from that point on, every decision I made, everything I did was for my siblings to put them in a better position and to make sure my mom was okay. And I sacrificed a lot to do those things for them, right? Whenever an opportunity was presented to me, it was never, oh, let's weigh out these opportunities. It was always, oh, is this opportunity going to benefit my siblings and my mother? If the answer was yes, I took it. If the answer was no, I didn't. And even if the answer was no, but it would make me happy to do that, I would still say no because my siblings and my mother came first, right? And that kind of bled, it kind of bled into my career as well, right? Yes, I do e-commerce um, and I own multiple brands or whatever, but maybe sometimes I think about it a lot. Maybe what if that wasn't my actual calling? Maybe what if e-commerce wasn't what I'm meant to do, right? Um, maybe e-commerce was a means to an end. I knew that e-commerce would help my family. It would put um, my family in a better position, which it has. Um, so I went with e-com and I learned e-com, right? But yes, deep down, I've always wanted to be a business person and be an entrepreneur, um, but maybe e-com wasn't it. Maybe I could have been a programmer, but who knows, right? And even growing up, I never really wanted to go to college, but if I had to pick a college that I wanted to go to, like a dream college, it would have been the University of California, San Diego. 
Now, when the time came, graduating high school and, you know, picking a college to go to, I didn't even apply to UCSD because I live in Ohio and California is miles away, right? Miles, many, many miles away. I made the decision that I'm not going to go to UCSD. I'm going to go to a college 10 minutes away. Just in case my mother or my siblings needed me, I could instantly be there for them, right? Um, and at the time, I didn't, I was in the position that I am, that I'm in now, where I could buy a plane ticket at the drop of a dime to be there for my family. So that was my only option, right? Go to a school that's 10 minutes away. That way I could be there for my family. Um, so I never ended up going to California. And I, I wasn't even a big fan of college anyway, right? But those are some of the sacrifices that I just had to I just had to make because I had to put my siblings first. And it's been like that for a while. My siblings and my family, putting them first. Um, it's been like that. And I've sacrificed my own happiness to make sure they were good in a multitude of different ways. Now, the one thing that stuck out to me was a conversation I had with my younger brother a few days ago. Um, he basically said that he's been dealing with a lot of different mental health um, issues and he's been dealing with a lot of different things and he's been scared to tell me. And I asked him why, right? I, I thought I had made it. I personally thought I had, you know, made an open relationship because I've been there all these years trying to make sure th they were okay. All my siblings were okay. And he basically made it clear that, yeah, but I, I didn't do it as a brother. I wasn't there for him as a brother. I wasn't there for my siblings as a brother. I was there for them as a dad. When they would get in trouble in school, I was the one disciplining them. When they would get anything that would happen, I was the one doing it, right? I was playing the dad role. Now, in the midst of playing the dad role, I forgot that I'm actually not their dad. I'm, I can't replace our dad. Can't, I can't replace that. I needed to be there for them as a brother and be able to talk to them as a brother versus talking to them as I birthed them and I'm raising them. That's not the situation, right? Now, and I also realized I took out a lot of my, a lot of my anger out on them because growing up and becoming the man of the house, quote unquote, it takes a toll on you. My family has dealt with a lot of things. Even, even when I was in high school, I would have, I would have, I had my own mental health issues that I had to deal with, my own depression I had to deal with. And there was so much, there was so much stuff going on in the background that I felt like I had no one to talk to about. Now, granted, I was in a relationship at the time, 
but I just felt like she wouldn't understand. So, and it even that leaked into our relationship, right? I would treat her different. I would, you know, like that's just what it was. And I would take out my anger on my siblings as well, right? I wasn't doing it on purpose. The same way Mr. Mr. H takes out his anger on his students, he doesn't, I don't think he realizes he's doing it, right? And I was doing that to people around me, right? Um, some days I just was, I just don't want to talk to anyone. Um, and I just, for years, I kept everything, all my mental health bottled up um, and started going to therapy to work those things out. Now, the entire time I thought when I was dealing with all those things, I wanted someone to talk to about it, right? And even throughout my therapy sessions, I always made it clear that I thought I've made that that bridge clear so my siblings, if ever, they were ever in that situation and felt like they were going through something, they could come to me to talk to me about it, right? I thought I had paved the way where they don't have to deal with the same situations that I dealt with. Um, and come to find out, I essentially did the exact opposite. By me being a dad instead of a sibling, instead of an older brother, I started to act like our dad, right? When they would get in trouble, or it, it doesn't, not even just in trouble, it was if anything happened, I was right, they were wrong. Not once do, do I think I ever sat down and said, okay, talk to me. Like, what's wrong? What's bothering you? Why did you do this? Right? Okay, let's do this. Let's do this together. And hopefully this will turn out like this. Never had those conversations. It was, you're doing this and that's final. Just like my dad. Now, my siblings appreciate talking to my brother. He, he appreciates those things. And he understands that I did it because I just had to do it. But it kind of killed the relationship of, oh, that's my older brother, and I could go talk to him about anything. That's my older brother, and if I'm dealing with depression, I know he's got my back, and he, I could talk to him about it. Right? I'm dealing with anxiety. I feel like I can't talk to anyone. I could go talk to my brother. He's going to be there for me. Right? I didn't... I didn't have that bridge. And that's the biggest, I think that's the biggest mistake I've ever made in my life, right? Acting as a dad to my siblings instead of as an older brother and paving that way to have that open communication, have that open conversation whenever something was wrong or, or just, I want them to be able to come to me with any and everything. And it's weird because when people ask me about like later down the road having kids or whatever, I'm like, I want my kids to be able to come to me with any and everything. But meanwhile, I was treating my siblings and everyone treated my siblings the complete opposite where they felt like there was a lock between our relationship and they just couldn't speak to me, right? Um, they could only talk to me in the capacity as if I was our dad, which is not something I ever wanted. Now, I'm saying all this to say there's a lot of people out there kind of like me, all right, where they're putting their happiness in the backseat and everything they've ever wanted in the backseat to sacrifice for their family, which is fine. 
right? But you are not your siblings' parents. You're not their dad and you're not their mother, right? They want an older sibling. Be kind to them. Be understanding to what they're whatever that they tell you, whatever situation that they might that might pop up. Be kind to them. And instead of lashing out or being mean to them or um, ruling with an iron fist like a dad or your mother or whatever, sit down and actually have that conversation. The same way you would treat a friend, right? When your friend messes up, you're not yelling at them or degrading them or or making them feel terrible about themselves. Extend that same courtesy to your siblings. That's that's all most people have, your siblings, right? Yelling at them, all those things. Being a, being a parent is not what you want to be. You want to be able to understand them. And we live in a day and age where everyone's dealing with a lot of mental health, whether you're whether you're 17 or you're 35, right? We all go through our own mental health phases and your siblings need to be able to feel like they can talk to you to help them through those things because you've gone through it. Most of the time you've gone through it. Whatever situation that they're going through now, chances are you've already overcome that hurdle. So throw the rope down, help them climb that rope. Don't let them do it alone. And don't let them feel like they can't have that conversation with you. And on top of that, another thing I want to address is even though you might feel like you have to sacrifice certain things for your family and because of circumstance, sometimes you're just going to have to do that. Your happiness doesn't deserve to be in the backseat either. If decisions come across or opportunities come, come across your path and you can find a medium that will make you happy and still benefit your siblings or your family, do that instead. Don't pick the one that sacrifices your fa- your happiness, your aspirations to help your family, and then grow up resenting yourself for or resenting your family for it. And I don't resent my family for any of the sacrifices I made, right? It's just what I had to do. And I, if I had the chance to do it over again, I would definitely do it, even though those sacrifices may have um, ruined some other relationships in my life, you know, which I can't really do much about those anymore. I'm still going to do those things over and over again because blood is thicker than water and that's my family and that's my those are my siblings and that I'm going to do it over again. But this time I would make sure that I'm picking um, opportunities and making decisions based on my happiness along with my siblings and my family's happiness. Does that make sense? All right. You know, and earlier I talked about I kind of did the same thing with my career. I kind of chose a career that allowed me from to work from home. It, it's, it's just weird. Like it, it bleeds into being, growing up and being the man of the house kind of bleeds into every aspect of, well, for me, bleed, bled into every aspect of my life. Um, and really, yes, I love e-com, but maybe, maybe I could have done something else if the circumstances were different. Maybe I could have launched a tech startup. 
I don't know. Right. But at the end of the day, I'm grateful for where I am. I'm grateful that I've come to the realization and I'm going to right those wrongs. I'm going to attempt to build a relationship with my siblings as their older brother and apologize for anything I have to apologize for that they felt I might have did them wrong. I don't want them to harbor anything in their head. And I want them to understand why I did those things, but also apologize for everything that I may have did incorrectly. And that's pretty much that's pretty much it for this podcast episode. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you guys next time.